0: It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans, by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic. It is Sunday, February 2nd. It's a palindrome.
1: It is the first palindrome in 900 and something years. And there won't be another one for another 111 years.
0: Yep. Yep. So it's great. 02... 02- 022020. Oh, oh, two, oh. So. And
1: no matter which format you use for the date, as long as you're using the long form year, it's a palindrome.
0: Yay! <laughs> it also happens to be Super Bowl Sunday. So I'm doing what any sane, logical person would do while they're recording a, a podcast about the Boss Maroons. I'm watching the Puppy Bowl. Anyway, this is episode 517. Very good. And yes, I, I realize it's been a couple of weeks since we've produced an episode and so this will probably be just as messy as any other time that we've taken time off so i'm va i'm here with jeff heidi ho and tim hi there and we haven't spoken to jeff in like i don't know a month a long it's time It's been
1: less than that
0: jeff my life has changed so much since then
1: your life has changed in noticeable ways since january 12th
0: it has okay One, I now use my phone to stream podcasts at the gym. I use Stitcher, and I have earbuds that fit in my ears, and they came with my phone.
1: Oh, oh, that's just mean. You're just making fun of the iPhone user now.
0: (laughs) No, no, no. I'm telling you, these are major advances that have happened in the last (laughs) few weeks, and I have not told you about them because you weren't here. Tim didn't want to know.
2: Yeah, sorry.
0: You <laughs> <laughs> sounded very sorry
1: there, Tim.
2: <laughs> I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> Tim just wanted to talk about Pokemon.
2: I mean, yeah, and being mad about Mookie Betts being traded in the near future.
0: Oh, uh, Tim, don't focus on that right now. I don't know what the, the Red Sox are doing, but...
1: I mean, to be fair, it sounds like they don't either, so...
2: Yeah, their um, ownership is worth $6 billion, and they're trying to convince the fans that they can't afford a player. So, that's that's what's going on in Boston
0: right now. Yeah, that's not good. Let me tell you something. My husband today is wearing a Patriots t-shirt... And the Patriots are not in the Super Bowl. And I said, honey, I know that you're just used to wearing this on, on Sundays. Is it, is it, the Super so Bowl. it's not
1: like a Garoppolo uh, jersey or something like that, because that would make sense then.
0: No, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. Um, he's just wearing uh, his normal Sunday wear. And then he says, but you know what? One time it was 28 to 3. So don't give up hope on the Patriots. They could come back and win this Super Bowl.
2: I mean, there's a better chance of that happening than me seeing the Bucks win a Super Bowl again in my lifetime. So,
0: oh Tim, and
2: <laughs> all peaked... football for me all peaked when I was 15.
0: <laughs> oh my God. I'm sorry, Tim. I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> um, I mean you could get Tom Brady Although it sounds like the Raiders and the Chargers Are both going after Brady now Yeah it, it, it sounds like who, who Tampa Bay really wants
2: Is Phillip Rivers Which <laughs> I really like <laughs> Phillip Rivers a lot Like don't get me wrong I don't mind him And he's probably not going to throw 30 interceptions like that's probably not going to happen if he comes here. But I mean, oh, I just hate quarterbacks. I wish we didn't have to have them. <laughs> well,
0: you know, you could <laughs> you could get Rivers and by the time he's done playing, one of his kids could just step into the role
2: himself. <laughs> I mean, probably. No, it looks like that what they want to do is get Rivers for 2 years. And draft the quarterback out of University of Washington this year, Eason, Easton, Ison, something like that. It's
0: Eason, and he's not related to Tony Eason, which is good. But still, I, I, I'd have my doubts. <laughs> you know, yeah,
1: the Raiders make all the w- sense in the world for for Brady, and and he makes sense for them. Like like if you're just moving to and you're just moving to a new market that hasn't had a football team before. And you have the opportunity to sign the grave, the best, the, the the best player of all time. Yeah, you do that.
2: Also, Gruden loves, absolutely loves, veteran quarterbacks.
0: <laughs> okay. Now, Joe Montana was asked who the best quarterback was. Was it i hope he said Joe Br- Montana
1: because that'd be better.
0: <laughs> no, no, he said Otto Graham.
1: <laughs> oh well. I mean, you could say that. <laughs>
0: Here we are. It's the evening of the Super Bowl. I'm sure it's going to start in a matter of minutes. I'm wearing my 49ers jersey. It's technically a Joe Montana jersey. Well, I mean, it's a 49ers jersey. It's a Joe Montana jersey. And um, I don't care who wins tonight, so it's all great. But you know what I do care about? I care about those Bruins coming back from their extended break and winning. Holy Did crap. Did they
1: ever? I no. They just like kicked those, uh, kicked the teeth right in on those upper Midwest um uh, teams.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I I was a little bit worried about the Jets because the Jeffs, uh, Jet, not the Jeffs, <laughs> the Jets. <laughs> About the Winnipeg Jets, <laughs> because they they tend to play them pretty hard. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it, they are tough battles that don't end up with high scores, and y- y- it could go either way. I was not expecting it to be Friday night fight night, though, so that was an added bonus.
1: <laughs> yeah, that second you know? period was uh, was a bit nuts. <laughs>
0: Nobody scored in the second period, but everybody won for seeing all of those fights. You had Marshy and Ehlers. You had Carlo. And and Marshy
1: even flexed after the fight, too, which is just wonderful. (laughs) He's like, that's right, I'll take the 17, bitch.
0: Oh, my God. I just love that whole sequence because it was just like, (laughs) it was a real fuck you. Um, And I've never seen somebody flicked their gloves off so fast like that whole sequence happened so quickly and then he was like bam 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 oh I loved it
1: Arlo was fucking feisty that night too <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah he had had enough shit from uh from Gabriel Bork
2: to be fair I think we've all had enough shit from Gabriel Bork
1: I mean I'm pretty sure even Gabriel Bork's had enough shit from Gabriel Bork
0: this is all how's this true. guy
1: still in the league exactly <laughs> I don't know like, I feel like his name's been lurking around the margins of the league for, like, 15 years.
0: Yeah, yeah. And the funny thing is, he's probably, like, 25. I don't know how old he is, though, actually. It's just... It always seems like somebody who's been around forever, and they're not that old. Because these guys start out so young. So young. What the, the hell is, is this, a commercial? of
1: work is 29, which is still younger than I expected.
0: He's 29? Wow. Okay.
1: His uh, first season the league was eleven twelve with f- playing forty three games for Nashville.
0: We'll see Nashville knew to just get rid of that shit.
1: I mean he played there for a while and he had a couple years in Colorado and now Winnipeg. Mm, whatever.
0: Finally, the last one.
1: I mean, oh the, the Kuhlman, that 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 hit on Perot was fantastic. Like that that, that that's some serious butt to butt hip check hip check action. Yep. And it just laid Perot out.
0: Yep, and then um, and then Spiza was like, "Fuck you! You can't do that." And uh, so then he got the instigator and the fighting, and the misconduct for that as well. Um, Yes, because that's how it was in this game. There's so many people had 17 minutes of penalties just. By the
1: way, I should say Marshawn didn't get the get the game misconduct. He only got the five and the five and two. My bad, but. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, Ehlers probably got the misconduct on that one. No, he didn't get the misconduct.
1: No, no, Ehlers, uh, Ehlers didn't get any pimps for that one. Well, no, he we got also, five for fighting, obviously. But...
0: also so actually, only one hit.
1: player for each team got the misconduct. Just Sabiza and Carlo.
0: Yeah, I think because they were just trying to stop that behavior from happening again. Uh, I think but... they were
1: also late. Both those were late in the period, which is a factor. <laughs>
0: I, I just thought it was so entertaining to see everybody being so animated, especially coming right back from the break. Um, yeah. And, and remember, they had problems with uh, sticking up for each other before.
2: They didn't this time. And McAvoy's hit, too, was nice, too. That kind of... stuck
0: star- Shifley, right? Yeah,
2: that kind of started everything. Like the whole bad blood, I guess. Because the Jets were pissed that a really like, like a legal booming hit happened on the ice, and so yeah, yeah
0: that was Mister Anamanaia who decided to take on McAvoy. After that, I think they both just got roughing minors, and then they did. They were sent on their way, but McAvoy went down the tunnel after it. Everyone was like, "Oh shit," you know, because there was still a little bit of there would have been a little bit of time at the end of the period for them to come back on, but. He came back. It was okay, But yeah, you know what? If you get hit by somebody and you take exception to it, that's one thing. Uh, Even if it's a good hit, you know, it's like if some guy hit you and you didn't want to be hit and you go after that guy. That's that's one thing. If you're sticking up for some guy who was not hit improperly, who was not hurt. I, I just I don't know. Maybe you're Well, well see
1: there's thing that's why I feel mixed feelings on the Perot hit. Perot pro left the game, Perot was injured. Oh. But it was such a clean hit. It was ass to ass, just
0: ping. <laughs> well you know what they say about hockey butts.
1: Apparently, um Coolman's uh, cannot be stopped.
0: Nope. Mr. Hockey Butt. So the Bruins got got the win on that one. Bergie's twenty second goal. Debrusque's 16th goal. Both of those were power play goals, by the way, which was interesting because they went uh, two for four in the power play and they killed all six of the penalties against them. So that was great. It was like really like a confidence booster in this team, like just watching them just like, you know, go down by one because Line a scored in the first period and Tuca was not shaky at all.
2: No, he he. It was nice because, I mean, he obviously had the time off with the injury and then the All Star break and the bye week, and he looked really good. I mean, he looked like there was no rust at all, and like it, he just seemed like he recharged like he needed to, and he's good to go.
0: And NHL decided to rescind that game suspension because he was obviously hurt. So if they had not right. done that, that would have been a terrible look. But It's the NHL, and they do whatever the fuck they want sometimes. But secondly, you're right. He didn't look shaky. He looked really on form, no rust to shake off, and he bailed out his team. A lot. (laughs) A lot. When you have 37 shots on goal, and, well, he saved 37, right? There were 38.
2: Yeah, he saved 37, and there were a few instances where he – that he saved a few in a row or it was like two three shots in a row while he was kind of sprawled out and you're kind of looking at yourself like how the hell did that not go in. He had a few moments like that in the game. So it was a really solid game for him.
0: I remember shouting at the screen a few times like, "Hey, of there, guys." Gosh, you know. Yeah. That was good to see. It's too bad he didn't get the shot out, but hey, uh, it's all right because the Bruins went down by a goal. Didn't go down by two or three or four. They just went down by one, and then they came back and won the game. So that was good to see. Then we had another game on Saturday. Now I know what you're thinking, Jeff. I had the
1: only fun... Well, I mean, I didn't watch this game in the end either, but because it was against Minnesota.
0: Well, no, okay. First of all, I thought you were going to ask me if I actually watched it, like you did the last time.
1: That's fair. Did you?
0: Mostly. It was on. So it was on
1: in the room that you were in.
0: It was on in the room that I was in, I had Indian food again, but I had to go out and get the Indian food. So I don't know if that counts. But anyway, the point is, is that it was in the room and I was there and it was on and I saw the goals being scored. But man, oh man, Minnesota wild or mild, as I like to call them, or as they should be called, hockey is so lame and boring. And it's fascinating
1: because Bruce Boudreau's their coach, you know? Like, Boudreau was known for exciting hockey, right? It's, it's, it's a funny. He's just, I mean, I guess the thing with him is he's just a good coach in general. Yeah. But dear fucking God, right?
0: Oh, my God. I just, ugh. <laughs> if the Bruins didn't put six goals up on them last night, I don't know how I could watch that game. I don't know Also, how- let's
1: take a moment and laugh at Ryan Donato, who was a healthy scratch against his old team.
0: Yep. Yeah, poor guy. Yeah, Donato.
1: Like I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely blown away, just how even like discounting Coyle's performance in the playoffs last year, just for Donato. Except for that brief burst after the deadline when he went over there, has mm-hmm. been meh. Sort of like how he went on that brief, you know, killing spree when he first came into the league in uh, in the late in the um uh, eight, 17, 18 season, and then you know did nothing more with Boston.
2: Yep. Yeah, so. I'm kind of shocked as well that he. Hasn't turned into more. I don't know whether it's Minnesota or him or what's going on. But well, it's I him. It's, it's, a lot exactly,
1: more. it's exactly what he did in Boston. Was flash in the pan and then mediocrity. He just doesn't have it.
0: Nope.
1: All the tools. No tool. All the tools. No. No. All the tools. No toolbox. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but the question is, what is he carrying these tools around? Is it a paper bag? Is it a wet paper bag? Is it a Stop and Shop bag? <laughs> I'm sorry, Trader Joe's?
1: <laughs> is, it a, is it an old t-shirt tied in a knot? <laughs> <laughs>
0: on, a, on his hockey stick?
1: <laughs> he's just dropping wrenches everywhere he goes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait a minute, he's a Harvard man. He doesn't carry tools around.
1: <laughs> no, he's just a tool, you're right.
0: <laughs> well, he has at a least tool he...
1: without a toolbox, there we go.
2: At least he has that to fall back on when his hockey career inevitably ends. I went to Harvard. To hire right. me,
1: but he left a year early though. He didn't graduate. Yes, he did graduate. Yeah. Yes, well he, he did, did eventually. Did he did he did do it? Okay.
2: Yeah. Um, I think the thing too at Harvard, like if you leave like he did, you only have a certain amount of time to finish like your last year. Like he couldn't have gone back. So during the next season, like he pl- he was playing between. Providence in Boston, before he got traded, that year, last year, he was actually, like, finishing up his schoolwork as well. Because he had more time
0: during the week. Yeah. So he could probably attend some classes. It's not that far away.
2: Yeah, because Providence, most for the most part, plays on the weekends.
0: Yeah, aside from doing some, like, morning skates and stuff and your normal training. Yeah. Which, you know, you could do that. You could probably just do some of that training over at Harvard, honestly. But anyway... What? Yeah. Okay. So he finished, but I, I don't regret Ryan Donato trade. I wasn't sure about Coil. I still think they shouldn't have signed Coil yet, but whatever.
2: I'm okay with the signing just because he would have gotten a Kevin Hayes type deal.
0: Probably. Probably. Well, just to
2: and, see,
1: in the in that context, they're saving they're saving a buck seventy five a year on him. I mean, he would have gotten quite Kevin Hayes because he's never scored as much,
2: but it would have been pretty close.
1: Yeah, he probably would have been looking at, like, six and a half on the market. Wow. For for max term, which is, of course, less than Boston signed him for. They only signed him for six years.
0: Yeah, yeah. I did enjoy during the broadcast how they talked about how Coyle and, and Zucker had the bromance going, and, you know, they used to live together, and then he was uh, Zucker's best man, and, you know, there was that whole thing um, just before the All-Star break, like, the final games of the season where uh, Charlie Coyle did the cameo for jason oh yeah oh my god that was so hilarious i mean i thought at first i'm like does charlie coyle know what's going on because he is like really he he just he said he had to record it like 11 times or something like that but that that video was so hilarious (coughs) to me because he just kept a straight face through the whole thing and I loved it because it's like uh, Carly Zucker, uh Jason Zucker's wife was like, This is the best money I've ever spent. <laughs> uh, Tim, you would really like her because she likes dad jokes. Uh and Good. she tells them all the time and she's very much into puns. Nice. So you can look her up. There's a there's a really fun interview with the two of them. Okay, but you know, so that was a nice thing to learn about during the game. Let's talk about the game itself. There's not much more that we really need to talk about other than, unfortunately, Halak lost his shutout.
1: Yep. Um, Tory Krug had himself a fucking game.
0: Yes, he did. He, <laughs> I was really hoping he was going to get the hat trick, and I did not say a word about it because you know how it is. The minute you say it, the possibility is off the board. You yeah, know it, I mean? it ain't
1: happening once you talk about it. Which
0: is why I've right. gotten to the point with Jack Edwards where I'm just like, just shut up you say things and then they happen or they don't happen and i'm blaming you like he'll be like oh the bruins have not done blah 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 and it's like shut up and then what he says that they haven't done they end up doing and they lose the game <laughs> so it's like shut it jack all set all right
2: one thing i will say too about the game what's happened in game recently like before the break and stuff is in games where the Bruins have big leads, they give up one goal and then it's like floodgates open and then they end up like losing in a shootout. It was nice to see that after they gave up one goal that they came back and scored two pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I I mean, at that point they already had four goals, but that you're right. The point is they didn't allow the other team to catch up.
2: No, they didn't. And they've done that a lot, including wasn't the last game against the wild like that. Except they ended up winning it, though, because Krug scored that overtime goal.
0: Um, I don't remember because I try not to ever remember anything involving the mild. Fair enough. <laughs> Tim, I'm going to look it up because that, I, that was a flippant response, and I'm sorry. Trying to be a better person. Trying.
2: Maybe the Bruins got down by a lot and came back and then... Won it in overtime. I just know Krug had an overtime goal because it was that sick overtime goal that looked a lot like the first one he scored last night.
0: Oh, was that when he did his little dance?
2: Yeah, I think so.
0: Okay, well, okay. Tim, Tim, you're right. It was um, it was a final in overtime.
2: Oh, it was during that
1: stretch of all the of that the eight game winning streak that the Bruins didn't really deserve because they kept like barely winning those games, right?
0: Right. <laughs> but you know, I'd prefer that than what they did later on.
1: Well, true. Yes, yes. The following like month and a half sucked. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. So in that game, you had Zucker scored, you had Tabrusk, then Rask, not not the correct Rask, the wrong Rask. Uh, then you had Stalls. so they went up three to two, no, three to one. And then Bruins came back with Marshy, and then Fiala scored. So that was like, uh, what, that's four to two.
2: And then Krejci scored two in a row.
0: Yep. Krejci scored two in a row, and then you had Tori Krug win it in overtime. So, yes. Oh, that's right. That was so fun. Krejci coming on and doing all that stuff. And then Tori Krug had two points in that last uh, bunch of goals. But then he actually had a three. Yeah, he had a three-point night. So that was pretty good. I love saying Zucker because it means sugar in German. Yeah, so uh, the Bruins last night, we had goals from Krug. That was his sixth. Uh, another one from Krug in the in the second. That was his seventh. That was a power play goal. We had three power play goals on four attempts, guys. Man, that is a nice night. And they killed four penalties off, so that was great.
1: Well, that's just it. They they I mean they killed something like ten penalties between the last two games.
2: Yeah, they went ten for ten on the kill and five for eight on the power play in the two last two games.
0: That's not bad. That's not bad. Anyway, okay, so then we had Marshy get his 22nd, Pasta get his 38th, and he's just one ahead of Ovi at this point, where he was last night. Yeah. Zucarello scored Boo. Bjork with his 9th, and DeBrusque with his 17th. Very nice. Very nice. Marshy's and Pasta's goals were also power plays.
2: And Pasta's almost took off David Krejci's face.
0: I'm sure that Krejci would understand.
1: Krejci's taken a lot of abuse this season, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> he keeps on ticking, so it's all right.
1: <laughs> well, it's he's on pace for another 67-point season of over 82 games, you know? Like, he had that, like, you know, one week year, but other than that, it's just, you know, like clockwork. 60-something points.
0: All right, so we talked about the games. Last weekend was the All-Star game. And we had one Bruin playing and one Bruin coaching. So, Pasta was the All-Star Game MVP. Yay! I did watch it. He had a hat-trick in the first game, which was fun. He had an additional goal and an assist or something in the second game. Uh, So they did not win against the Pacific. It was close, but they did not win. And he was voted the MVP. Some people had a problem with that, but I don't give a fuck about that. I'm glad that he had fun. I'm glad that he got to win that car that... I can't imagine he'll ever drive. I hope he donates it to somewhere.
1: Although Brad's comments after were pretty great. It's like, yeah, Pasa had a good thing. He won me a car.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, poor guy was snubbed, but you know.
1: I think he. I think. I, I think he's not mad.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. I don't think so either. Yeah, I mean, he probably had a better time. Let's just be honest. He's probably yeah. somewhere tropical and that's a good thing. Yeah. So I I watched part of the events the night before. Honestly, I just, I don't know. We, we, we were watching something else and then we turned over. So I did get to see the shooting star event, which I'm going to tell you, I think it was kind of lame. I just, I just, it just wasn't as entertaining as, as they were making it seem like it could be because the NHL touched it. It's not like, it's not like YouTubers doing this. You know what I mean? It's like you're you're making players who've never attempted this do this in front of an audience, it there and an audience on TV, and it was just like, uh, I loved con- uh comments after he said that he was a bad professional and he he should have built a platform thirty feet high and practiced, but you know. <laughs> <sighs>
1: I mean, like, I I applaud the league for trying to make new, th- make interesting new things, but like, you know, the, the old the, the shooting st- the, the, the the shooting competition where the guys were allowed to fuck around, like, why'd you get rid of that? Though? Yeah,
0: the breakaway one, I loved that. Yeah. It was fun. That was so fun. Like, just tell people, don't light things on fire. That's fine. Like, that's, that's part or of what made
1: that great. Like, you know, it was, it was Goudreau setting, it was setting things on fire, it was fantastic.
0: Or. Or uh, Voracek using Gaudreau as a child to, <laughs> you know, because uh, Brent Burns did that with his kid or something like that. You know what yeah. I mean? That, that stuff is fun. Why did you take that event away? I mean, I, I enjoyed that. You allowed people to have personality. This was soulless, personalityless. It was just, it was not interesting. You know, I love the relay one. It's very stressful when the guys have to get in the little baskets and stuff like that. Or they have to, there was none of that. It's gone. You know, then they had the women's three on three and I just, you know what? I just didn't care for it. It wasn't as exciting as I wanted it to be. And also the U.S. looked bad. (laughs) That's the team that won the gold. How could they be so bad? (sighs) Anyway. My point is, is that dog hockey needs to be something. They, and they said something on their Twitter account. I'm like, oh my god, dog hockey! And they didn't do it. Put the dogs on the ice. Who gives a fuck what happens after that?
2: Technically- yeah, the All Star Game's a joke. I, the festivities are a joke. I,
0: I haven't.
2: I watched maybe ten minutes, and I was just like, yeah, I'm done. Also, just
1: in general, fuck Saint Louis. Fuck everything about it.
2: Yeah, that's too. You you're in, fuck
1: you and your fuck you and your incapability of eating bagels properly.
0: <laughs> oh my god i heard about fuck Sa- you and
1: fucking gloria i could go on just just fuck you st louis
0: oh my god fuck Wait. you
1: and your trump voting state fuck you up the ass <laughs>
0: uh, um con- their concept of pizza is very wrong i missed uh this uh oh mandy put it in the in the dm Uh, Basically, uh, the recipe reads as uh, follows. It's like, it's not even really like a pizza crust. It's almost like it's like a wrap of some kind, maybe a little thicker than that. And Uh they use a special kind of cheese that they make there. um, That is like, it's not quite American cheese and it's not quite Cheese Whiz. Uh, And it's not mozzarella by any means. So... Yeah, it's wrong. It's all wrong. It's not right. So no I'm gonna say and their it.
1: style barbecue is overrated too. kids well, Kansas City but still in general.
0: Missouri yeah, yeah.
1: sorry the, 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 the Missouri um, uh, the Missouri barbecue is, is under is overrated so like yeah.
0: Down with Missouri. I like the
2: Carolina barbecue myself, but
0: isn't that mustard based?
2: Depends
1: on where you are. Mustard, South Carolina. North Carolina is more just straight up vinegar with some chili flakes.
0: Oh, I thought he said I- South Carolina, but okay. I can no, look. I said Carolina in general. Ah.
2: But yeah, I like I like the vinegar base.
1: Yeah, you're, you're, you're into lowland, lowland, North Carolina then.
0: Yeehaw. Oh, Jeff, I forgot another way that my life has changed since I last spoke to you. I took oh. the I took the Jeopardy test, and I'm pretty sure I passed it. Nice, because there's no way I got 15 wrong on that. Five wrong, yeah. There, there's a chance of that, but there's no way I got 15 wrong. I am feeling really good, and also helped that I did not open up test results before I uh, started to take this test this time, because I did that last year and it messed me up. So, yes, hopefully I will be on Jeopardy. Anyway, all right, so, pastas. (laughs) Okay, this
2: commercial's good. Walmart hit this commercial out of the park. They have a bunch of different, it it references a bunch of different movies, and it's a bunch of really good different movies, like there's Star Wars getting their pickup from Walmart and the Millennium Falcon, and then there was a bunch of others like Men in Black and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and other ones.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh! Jason Momoa is taking off all of his stuff, and he's looking like that. That's not your body. Oh, hey, Jason? Oh! <laughs> he's bald.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, that's funny. They gave him platforms. Oh, geez. I watched, I watched Aquaman recently, and. I was talking to a friend of mine while I was watching Aquaman, and I came to the conclusion while watching Aquaman that Jason Momoa might be the most attractive man on Earth.
0: Yep. Yep, I could see that. There's definitely an argument for that, yes. There really is. As a woman who identifies as uh, being into dudes... Trust me, I can be into women as well, but uh, being into dudes, I can tell You're into you, that... dudes
1: rather than men, which means you, we, 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 which means you like Star Lord more than Thor, per Drax's definition. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
0: <laughs> I was actually quoting from from Scrubs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm into dudes.
1: I just wanted to slow you down there for a minute. That was all. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: no, 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 that's fine because it's like uh, I'm sitting there and I'm like what do you even describe computer geeks as they're not dudes but anyway whatever the point is is uh, jason momoa is very attractive there we go got it um and that was actually lisa bonet in the commercial with him which was fun that's his wife oh fair enough she is also very attractive so what was that she i didn't know that yeah yeah they've been married for a while quite a while like they were married I think before he was even a name although I'm really happy to su- find out that, that that gif that sometimes you see on, on uh, Twitter with the guy taking the, uh, the the camping chair and just you know forcefully opening it by opening just, it? Yeah. that's yeah. him yeah. that's him from a show back in the in the the aughts I guess that we'll say The person
1: looks very looks paler than him but okay
0: you wait that's what? him that's him. Oh shit! I didn't know that. That person also looks way less jacked. Yeah, he's gotten a lot more jacked since then. But yeah, that's him. That's him. It was like one of his first like TV roles uh, oh, no on the show. Talk uh, yeah. about a glow up. Jeez. <laughs> I'm excited about Wonder Woman. Oh my god, I'm so excited for that. Like, I am so sick of that New Order song, but you energized it by putting it in in a Wonder Woman movie set in 1984. So I'm all set for it. Like, come on, let's do it.
1: I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm only tentative because I'm just like, okay, how exactly are you gonna, 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 gonna shoehorn uh, Steve Trevor into this? Like if it's if his grandson played by the same person, that might just annoy me out of the, out of the theater.
0: (laughs) I am not worrying about it. I'm just gonna go for it. I'm just like, I'm, 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 I'm there. I want to go see it. I'm not really into DC, but I like the Wonder Woman movie that I saw. Oh, so also,
1: Wonder Woman and, and, and well, Aquaman was actually, like, unexpectedly excellent.
0: Really? I liked like, Aquaman like, a lot.
1: That movie was actually great, and I'm still shocked that it was.
0: Well, it's on HBO this month, so maybe I'll have to go, and we have HBO Go, or now, or whatever it is, so I'll watch it.
2: So and it's, it's funny, too, because the only reason why I watched it was I happened to be like looking at um, my Amazon Prime and looking for a show to watch and a show I hadn't really seen much of was Entourage. So I decided to watch Entourage and in it, one of the main characters in Entourage ends up being in an Aquaman movie. And I'm just like, oh, that's there's an actually an Aquaman movie. I wonder how good that is. So because I watched that, I decided to watch Aquaman and I was blown away because it was actually really good. You
1: know, the only good thing about that show is that it never subjected us to actually watching any of the movies that Vince starred in. That's true. <laughs> that <is> very true. <laughs> because like, they, because like, Oh my God. he He's, I mean, I'm granted he's an actor playing an actor, but like the source material there is so bad. I can't imagine him what he is like. And you know, an actor playing an actor who's acting.
0: Yeah, that would have been bad. That would have been really bad. You know what's really interesting is, on Hulu, uh, these shows, these mini-shows, mini-episodes of, of actors talking about their iconic roles. It was originally oh. done by GQ, so mm-hmm. it's it's been on, on Hulu, and I watched every single one of them, um, and they had Mark Wahlberg on talking about his iconic roles, and he was amazingly well-spoken.
1: Wahlberg was.
0: Wahlberg. Like, he talks about his relationship with David O. Russell. Uh, talks about, you know, working with certain directors and how he used to be and how he is now. It was really interesting to watch because I always thought that Mark Wahlberg was kind of... A meathead? Yeah. He yeah. seems...
2: You would think he is, but he, he kind of low-key is, like, not.
0: Yeah, I mean... He is not the smartest guy ever, but I'm just saying, like, he's not as dumb as you think he is.
1: No, I mean, I, mean, I, th- I would, I just always assumed he was pretty fucking dumb because he comes across as like a fucking goober.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's like he was talking about, it, he's like, I didn't want to do The Departed. I had no interest in doing that movie. And then, you know, Scorsese had to to really come after me and was like, no, no, you could play this part and whatever. And he's like, that's not what I want to do. And then he finally talked him into it somehow, you know. So, but it's one of those things where it's like, he's not talking about like Transformers. He's not talking about those movies. He's not talking about the movies that were obviously like, hey, I did this because they were offering me $30 million to do it. He's talking about some of his other roles. So... Like an I heart Huckabees and stuff.
2: Also, I just saw the Tom Brady commercial Mm -hmm. from the from the photo. And that's what everyone was getting all crazy about.
0: You know what? This is what I'm going to say. Ready? I say this as a Patriots fan and a Brady fan. I just don't care. Do what you're going to do, Tom. I'm done. You want to stay with the Patriots? Stay with the Patriots. If you want to go, go. Apparently,
1: he said, quote, I'm not going anywhere. He did. But no one seems to actually be clear on what this
2: means. (laughs) Yeah, because it could be like he's not retiring or he's
0: actually not leaving New England. Like what? Well, Joe Montana this week said...
1: Okay, yes. Sean Hutchins thinks it was just saying he wasn't retiring and nothing more.
0: (laughs) Joe Montana advised him to not leave the Patriots. Interesting. Because he said when he went to... Kansas City yes he had a guy who was uh, his quarterbacks coach at one point in San Francisco he was running the offense so he could get a little more acclimated quickly otherwise he said it's hard because you have to get used to everything new
2: I think yeah there is that I think that's one of the reasons why too though funny enough that people like there's a people think that like the Tennessee Titans are a good fit because you know variable, But people think the Bucks are a good fit just because they're weapons. And I'm just like, oh, shit, that would be great.
0: So one of the big things that happened in the last week was uh, we had more David Backus news. Yes. Now, David Backus is not reporting to the Providence Bruins. And this is the official statement that was put out by the Bruins uh, on the morning that it was announced, which I believe was Friday. Or Thursday. It was one of those days. I think it was Thursday because I was waiting all week for it. After speaking with David, we have agreed that it is in the best interest of David and the Bruins for him not to play in Providence at this time. David is fit and able to play, but in order to pursue all potential options for both David and the Bruins moving forward, we have decided this is the best course of action. So, what that means right now, is that the Bruins will continue to eat 4.9... 4.925, with the million remaining
1: balance of his cap bit, which in this case would be 1.075, is wiped off because he still counts as assigned to Providence, even though he will not be playing any games. Yes. So the Bruins are still getting the cap benefit of him being in Providence without him actually playing there.
0: But it's a very limited cap relief there. Basically... As I was reading something from Ty Anderson today, it was from a couple of days ago. He was, oh my God, this commercial has everybody from Boston in it.
2: Oh, I just saw the interception. So I'm looking forward to this commercial.
0: It's got Krasinski. It's got Evans. It's got Dratch.
2: Oh, oh, that commercial is hilarious. Have you seen it yet? They debuted it on Twitter. It's absolutely hilarious. David Ortiz makes an appearance in it too.
1: I saw a lot of people really irritated that Rachel Dratch described You used wicked as an adjective rather than an adverb, though, which, yeah, that's fair. That irks me.
0: Well, I mean, she didn't write it.
1: Well, yeah, but like, 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 come on. That's like low hanging fucking fruit. Like, like, that's that's common knowledge. Like, come on, like the part of the thing with boss, it's not that they say wicked is that they use it as a fucking adverb.
2: She also yells at David Ortiz, and then they're like, "Whoa, hold on! It's David Ortiz!" And then Krasinski at the end goes, "Sorry, your bigness." That's Big Poppy. <laughs>
0: <sighs> well, I have to watch it um, because I watched it not um, not with volume on. So, all right, here's what Ty Anderson said about David Backus. Yeah, so the, he's setting up a potential trade that could happen involving Backus. But Bacchus would not be the main aspect of the trade.
1: So it would be a trade that involves dumping the cap hit, not a cap dump trade. It would be more like how we got rid of Bolesky.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So this is what he says. So if a deal does materialize between now and February 24th, it's going to have to include sweeteners. The Maple Leafs traded a first round pick to get rid of Patrick Marleau contract last summer or be attached to the uh, the package of a deadline deal. The Bruins have experience with the second approach as they stapled Matt Bolesky's contract to the five-piece package sent to the Rangers in exchange for Rick Nash back in 2018. The Bruins retained half of Bolesky's $3.8 million cap hit in that trade, too, which made it slightly more palatable for a New York squad that's Dress Pulaski for a grand total of five NHL games. He's played 106 games for AHL Hartford since acquiring him from Boston. That pulaski esque exit strategy seems like the most likely desired outcome for the Bruins this time around. So long as they can stomach eating at most half of Bacchus's remaining money, it would be $3 million in dead calf through next season which the Bruins could certainly have to be okay with at this stage in the process, as it would create more cap space than the million gained by burying Bacchus in the minors in roster status only. And so long as Bacchus can stomach waving his modified no trade clause to get out of Boston. That no trade is key here, too, because while Bacchus has made it clear that he wants to remain with the Bees, he sounds willing to move if it means getting a shot to show that he can still play in the NHL. So basically, Bacchus wants an opportunity, he has to waive a no-trade clause. Then they would have to staple him on to other things that are sweeter.
1: Well, his no-trade isn't a very restrictive one, right?
0: Well, I thought it was
1: an eight-team trade. No, it's an eight-team no-team. Hang on, let me confirm this before I say it. But I, It might have changed since last season. Oh, it is an eight-team trade. Okay, I thought it was the other way around. Sorry. I thought it was an eight-team no-trade.
0: Right. So the eight teams presumably don't want him.
1: Oh, yeah. Almost certain. He probably was, you know, he probably wielded it like Kessel. You know, make sure to list most of your approved teams as ones that it just can't happen for either cap or other reasons.
0: Right. So, so he has to waive that, and they have to eat half the salary, which, you know what? I can deal with that. I, it's not the greatest thing. But, you know, even if they decided to buy him out at the end of the season, that's going to that first cap hit. It's four million next year.
1: I know. So that's uh, you you save two million and then you only defer a million to the next year. Honestly, the difference between a buyout and a 50 percent retention is pretty trivial. It's a Brett Ritchie is the difference.
0: (laughs) I know you (laughs) want to talk about that. Uh, You can do that after.
1: So what I what I think would be a great way to, for the Bruins to play this, actually, would be find someone to take it with fifty percent retention, with the implicit understanding that the other team was going to buy back us out in June. Oh, because when someone on retention buys out, so the te- the original team doesn't get any say in the matter; they're just stuck paying the buyout, right? Yep. Basically, the buyout terms are divided by however are divided in the ratio of of, of teams withholding. So the Bruins kept fifty percent, then you know they owe, they owe three million of of Beck's cap hit next season. So the way this would work is he's owed next year three million in in salary and one million signing bonus. Four million total.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Buyout of course is calculated at two thirds, which means the buyout cost is a million a year over two years. Plus the million sign up signing bonus. Because that the signing bonuses aren't affected by buyouts. So in fact, he would get paid two million this year, one million next year. The buyout, the buyout savings this year are two million over are, are labeled as two million relative to what he'd be being paid, not cap hit paid otherwise. Right. So he gets a cap hit of four million this year, one million next year for buyout. If it's shared, that ends up being two teams. The cap hit gets split but evenly between the teams for the buyout. So it would be a two million this next next year and a five hundred thousand the year after. Each team would be out a five hundred thousand dollars of the signing bonus, the uh, and each would have to pay a million dollars in buyout cost, total. So basically, each team would be on the hook for a million this year and half million next year in actual cash, and a buyout cap hit of two million each one year one and five hundred thousand year two.
0: And he essentially gets to retire and get his money, or most of it.
1: Most of it, yeah. He'll, he'll get you know three million out of the remaining four. Yeah. So that's the way to do this here is to find someone that's willing to, you know, take them on and take the buyout. Because, like, yeah, that's a pretty trivial buyout if it's divided in half. Even like poor teams, could, even poor teams could afford that.
0: Colorado and Washington worked some weird ma- magic regarding that with Brooks Orpic a couple yes, of years ago. And
1: um, uh, Winnipeg and Montreal did it with Steve Mason, too. Yeah. Uh Joel, Ar- Joel Armia was the uh was the, the cost for that, basically. The two of them went to uh to, to to Montreal for whatever. Um they bought out Mason and uh Armia of course is uh doing very well there this year. So hmm. I don't know. I just think that's that's the way to do this, I think.
0: I think it sounds reasonable because I don't want Bacchus to be screwed, but I also don't want the team to be screwed anymore by this, even though, you know, they are the ones who provided the contract, but it, it's it's terrible. Um, but it's time to move on.
1: It really is. The good, the good news is, is in terms of other dead money, the team, the Beleski and the Seidenberg hits go away after the season.
0: Exactly. So taking on more isn't the worst thing that could happen because that stuff clears up.
1: Yeah. So that's a little over three million dead money that's clearing up. Right. That's clearing up after the season. So. Again, this 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 shared buyout, I think, is the way to go here. Now, maybe I mean, clearly the league's demonstrated they're not, you know, watching these for signs of collusion. Although I don't know if there's been many with retention and planned buyout. Right. Even though that's brilliant.
0: <laughs> Washington and nothing happened to Washington and Colorado about that, did it?
1: There's only been two cases of a team of a, of a player who had salary, salary retention bought out. One was Sam Gagne. It was Sam, Sam Gagne. Yep. And the other was Ryan Spooner.
0: Oh. Mm. (laughs) Poor Ryan. Poor Ryan. I think it sounds reasonable. I certainly had no idea that that kind of stuff could happen. Yeah, Bruins, go ahead and do it now.
1: Like, seriously, make make it so.
0: (laughs) All the references today. All of the references today.
1: I mean I had to Like you know the, the new Picard show Dropped like this past week Didn't it Like, the, Or something like that
0: It did But we do not have CBS All Access It's the ah! one thing I know We have like All of them I don't know And we still have cable I don't get it Like I got Hulu Because I needed to see Community Really badly that's pretty fair. My dog had died. I needed Community. Then I needed 30 Rock right after that. And soon I'm going to need Scrubs. So yes, it keeps paying for itself. The one thing I don't watch very much of anymore is Netflix, honestly. Kind of over Netflix a little bit. Now, Jeff, I know that you want to talk about a certain ex-Bruins player, current Providence Bruins player. But hopefully after this season's over, neither. Neither of those things he will be.
1: All I can say to Brett Ritchie is um uh, make the most of your time there. Have yourself have yourself some pizza strips, maybe some uh, maybe some chicken and shells, and, and and um and then kindly fuck off.
0: Don't forget the Dells Dells lemonade, also
1: Dells, yeah, yeah. and some yeah. coffee
0: milk. Uh, oh Haven Brothers late night, Haven Brothers is the way to go down there in Providence. And oh, they go to Aunt Dino's like every Friday, so you know it's all good.
1: I mean, make the most of it, Brex. This is probably the end of your North American playing career.
0: I think he's still a restricted free agent, but no, if he's not Bruins qualified... Are
1: gonna walk away. Bruins are going to walk away just like they did with uh, with Jamal Smith.
0: Oh, poor Jamal Smith.
1: I mean, he did get, to get into some NHL games to start the season. It just didn't go terribly well, and then Tampa waived him.
0: Oh... Uh, but did he go down to their their affiliate or okay? Yeah, right. he did. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, he's playing in Syracuse. He had a hat trick against the Providence. Not last time they played him, but the time before that. Mm.
1: In any case, our long national nightmare is over, and Brett Ritchie is no longer on this roster. <sighs> Thank yeah. God. Yep. Um, one other roster comment I want to have, and just because, like, I did, just because it's on brand for me. How good's Jeremy Lozon been? <laughs> like actually. Like
0: like Yeah, I know. I know. I I you know, uh did he get his goal? or? Oh, that was his second goal, I think it was. His second NHL goal, but I mean, before yeah, He got the a goal break.
1: last year as well, yeah.
0: Yeah, so yeah, I know. I know you've been waiting for this moment. You've been waiting for this moment for years. Like 5 years you've been waiting for this moment.
1: Uh, he he was he was very fun to watch in the queue. Not you know, baffling to watch in the queue like Zaboral. Oh so yeah. I'm, I'm,
0: mm-hmm. I'm still not high on Zaboral.
1: I I just don't understand Zaboral. I like, I don't know what he is. And I think big the bigger problem is that he doesn't know what he is.
0: I was gonna say I don't think he knows what he is.
1: But yeah, like like Lozam has just been like solid, you know?
0: He he's wants throwing it. the
1: body, he's blocking, he was like he was in on all those penalty kills against Winnipeg.
0: Well, he knows that he he wants it. He's been down in Providence, what, two years now? Three years. Three this,
1: years. This is a uh, third year of his ELC.
0: Yeah, he wants it. Now he's a defenseman, so they take time to develop. Do. And you can kinda develop them more, obviously, but he's making the most of his opportunity. Remember that? That's what mm-hmm. players are supposed to do, make the most of their opportunity.
1: And then and, and, and the Boston's planned for this cuz he's played a lot of right de- right defense in Providence, right Tim?
2: Yes, he has. He definitely has played a lot of right D in Providence. Um and he's looked good. He's he's played pretty he's played pretty well in Providence. He's been one of their best defensemen. Like you notice him being good on the ice. That's one of those things where he doesn't like disappear. Like, a player like
0: Zboril does, or anything like that. Yeah, Tim might actually know the best of all of us what Zboril is. I don't know what Zboril is either, to be honest.
2: (laughs) I've watched a lot of games, but he's... Yeah, exactly. He's just been... Wow. Just... Yeah, yeah. Even Marlo
1: Marlo doesn't understand.
2: Marlo's like, Zboril is something.
0: He's like, get that guy off the ice.
2: Basically, he's just... Yeah, he's frustrating to watch because like he'll have like spurts of being really good, and then he'll look just like really bad.
1: Well, like in terms of overall raw raw tools, he may be like the most like talented defenseman in in the entire Bruin system. He's just um cannot put it together. Like like he he is less the he is significantly less than the sum of his parts.
0: Okay, so he has the tool bag, but he never carries all the tools together
1: he like oh, I'll like upend it, and like there'll be a few paper clips, and like, and and like a Canadian penny or three, and like some and like and like an old and like an old really crusty starting to over-crystallize halls, and then like maybe one wrench, but it turns out to be metric, and you have only imperial only imperial bolts.
0: <laughs> That's what his problem is.
1: <laughs> but like no, he, he has he is he, has, he has overall the most probably one of the best tool sets of any Bruin in the system. He just has no ability to put it together. The man's got no hockey mind whatsoever.
0: <laughs> it's all about organization, dude.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a great skater. He's got good hands. He's a good puck handler. He was in, in the queue. Even when he was playing poorly, he was a pretty good quarterback on the power play. He just can't put it together. It's it's astonishing.
2: It's 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 like he shows up. Like he shows up to a, his job and he needs to hammer some nails, and he shows up with a screwdriver. And you're just like, what are you doing?
1: It's like, it's like Jakob, when you showed up to the job interview yesterday, you had the best hammer on the market on your belt. Where in the fuck is it today?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I thought I might use my shoe. <laughs> <laughs> I have used some shoes as hammers before, because believe it or not, there there were times where I didn't have a hammer ever. But um, I, I had platform shoes and sometimes if they're heavy enough, they they can hammer something in. But anyway, I'm I'm glad that Lozan is turning into something. The problem that we're having, though, is that we've got...
1: So many lefty. <laughs> yeah. But remember, the only ones we guaranteed have after this season... Oh, fuck, actually, like, John Moore is like the only left-shot defenseman we have under contract for next season. Um, Oh, John Moore, Vakaninen, and yeah, that's it. Every single other left defenseman in the system is either RFA or UFA this year.
0: So I guess we're really glad that Brandon Carlo has turned into what he's turned into, um, <laughs> uh, right? <laughs> uh-huh. And that Charlie McAvoy is what he is, although get scoring, dude. So we're you know, glad about that stuff.
1: I say that, but like that keeps in mind. Grizzlick, Lozon, and Zaboral are all, um, uh, well, and and Wiley Sherman, but, like, who cares about Wiley Sherman? Um,
0: we're using him as as trade bait. We're, um, we're holding him for ransom so that his father will... No, wait a minute. Is that the right guy? No, it was Fitzgerald. No, that's I'm sorry. Fitzgerald. Yeah, no, that's, that's sorry. Ryan,
1: that's Ryan Fitzgerald, yeah.
0: Damn it! Fuck you, Ryan... Cher- uh, Riley Sherman. You're not... Wiley. Words. Wiley. Whatever! Wiley. Like
2: the...
0: Coyote, we're I just,
2: know. We're just holding... We're just holding Wiley Sherman in the hopes that they p- somehow play the Tucson Roadrunners at some point in their lifetime,
0: and just leave him on their bus. <laughs> Here, you get a free one.
1: <laughs> I mean, that'll just result in like Wiley Sherman falling off a cliff and not understanding why. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh God.
1: Or like the bus will go through a tunnel But it'll turn out to be a fake one And so Wiley Sherman will smack into the cliff face But the bus will go through
0: (laughs) Oh my god Were his skates made by the Acme Corporation?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Of course they were
2: That's why he has rockets on the side of them And he's like skating (laughs) Into the boards every two seconds (laughs) <laughs>
1: oh my God.
2: Oh
1: my God. <laughs> you gotta make it? <laughs> oh,
2: no. That's a no. <laughs> just watching a commercial and Charlie Day was arguing with the Bud Light Bud Knight while holding laundry and it ended up being a, a commercial for Tide and not Bud Light and I'm really confused.
0: I was supposedly watching that same thing except I was laughing so hard that I couldn't follow it and I didn't see Charlie Day at all but I will tell you this Charlie Day grew up in the town right next to my town and he went to the school at Portsmouth Abbey which was private school in my town. One of the private schools in my town. So there you go. That's my not real connection to Charlie Day.
2: Oh, Charlie Day. (laughs) That's all. That's all I have to say.
0: (laughs) We've done our eulogy to um, so many players at this point. Uh...
1: In any case, fuck you, Brett Richie. Get the fuck out of Dodge. Leave. Be gone.
0: All right. All right. I think if we talk any more about defensemen down in Providence, I might pee my pants so <laughs> I'm just
1: gonna say I'm not convinced you didn't already uh, on, on, on the I, crescendo on that Wiley Sherman uh, bit
0: <laughs> I have not I have. speaking ca- of defensemen no I'm just kidding <laughs> I have stayed continent so it's good <laughs> okay but that might not last for long so I think okay let's just run down the injuries Connor Clifton's been out since the 29th of December
1: um apparently so they had um uh cassidy make make some comments be right back before the break and i believe he said something like mid to late february
0: that it, it was a concussion right yeah i think so they usually say upper body injuries so you never really know but man that's a long time yeah, yeah. Cat friendly just has it as
1: upper body expected expected duration unknown. So yeah, that's a concussion.
0: Oh, poor guy, that's terrible. Whereas
1: you know Kevin Miller's his LTIR, and if you scroll over it, it says rigor mortis.
0: <laughs> well, he's he's dead, Jim. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. But but in all seriousness, apparently there was a window recently where he was skating. However, Matt Calman did say on a tweet today uh, that Miller is not close. That is the extent of the quote. Miller is never playing hockey again, at least not this season. Let's just like like seriously, team, just say it. Like what what's it gonna what's it gonna hurt?
0: And the truth is, he may never play hockey for the Bruins ever again. So, well, I mean, that's the thing. If if he's done for the season, he's, he's
1: not playing for the Bruins again. They're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna re-sign him. No.
0: And he's on the wrong side of 32, so that's not great.
1: Yeah. Yeah, He's 32 now. now. I don't know. I mean, not a lot of teams are going to be scrambling to sign a 32-year-old who hasn't played in, uh, in over a year, right?
0: Nope. Nope. And by the time the next season starts up, it's over a year and a half, so it's it's hard i we have said it in so many ways that we know that he's not coming back and we joke around about it like you know oh he's got a wooden leg oh he needs robot legs oh he needs it yeah, yeah he needs something but i can tell you patellar injuries are so hard to come back from i just can't see him coming back and playing hockey again well
1: there's just it like like the, the, the break in two directions like nah like that'll never move right again
0: I think that's... uh, And Tuca, it turned out, did have a concussion. Yeah. I had heard he had a concussion, then I heard he didn't have a concussion, and then, yes, he had a concussion, so he's fine. The only
1: other thing, and I don't know anything about it, because all I heard was it mentions sort of offhand, is the reason Heinen didn't play last night is because he did take an injury late in the Winnipeg game, but there's no actual information. Who was that? I'm sorry? The reason Heinen didn't play last night against Winnipeg against, against uh, Minnesota, because uh, Bleed played instead, sort of like Lindholm played played instead of Corrales. Corrales was a healthy scratch.
0: Oh, yes, I Heinen know. Heinen
1: officially was a healthy scratch, but apparently he was injured late in the, in the Winnipeg game. So we will see. I can't remember if I read that from Ty Fluto or from Kalman today, because I read all of them. and Yeah.
0: It was so confusing to try to figure out what was going on because he was literally a game time decision yesterday, but he was hurt from what they said from uh the night before. Obviously that was a rough and tumble game. Really rough yeah. and tumble. So um, we're lucky we escaped with just one injury. Yeah. Uh and Corrali, you know what? He he didn't look that great on, on Friday night and he deserved to be set. So you know what? Most players who get sad a game come back and respond pretty well. Um, So I hope that will happen on Tuesday.
1: I mean, we could see the, you know, hyper-motivated, crazy man, um, uh, Corrali, which like, yes, please.
0: I would like to see that. Like, you should just sit him based on his goal celebrations lately. What the fuck is that shit? I I mean, part of the problem
1: is there has been very few goals recently. Um, but Well,
0: but, but, you know, the other part is that a lot of his goals tend to be goals that nobody knows who actually fucking scored them. <laughs> and again, he's
1: only scored four on the season. So, like, which is interesting why you'd think that anyone he does would get a fucking killer corral leap. But yeah. this has not been the case.
0: <sighs> so sad. So anyway, I think we should probably talk about the future, like, as yes. of this week.
1: So in the coming week, um, Bruins have uh, four games, uh, starting Tuesday at home at at the, the, the TD Garden, seven PM Eastern Time against the Vancouver Canucks. Hmm.
0: The are they still leading the Pacific? They are. Oh, that should be pretty interesting. I mean, last year Vancouver kicked their ass twice.
1: They're leading the Pacific with nine fewer points than Boston is leading the Atlantic. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but I remember the, the Boston getting their ass kicked by the Canucks twice last year. So this game is gonna be it's gonna be tougher than you think it is. Yeah, yeah I'll give it that. And
1: then they follow it the next night off at 8 p.m. Eastern time at the air Can- at the um, uh, American Airlines Center in know oh, where's that United United Center. I can't remember, I can't remember get my airline once in Chicago.
0: Oh, Next it's the back to back
1: with travel.
0: Oh fuck, gross! I don't like it. Vancouver
1: and Chicago. It's a <sighs> must. We
0: <sighs> you need to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting too loud. <laughs> and then,
1: and then the weekend comes. They have back-to-back mat- matinee games, but they're both weird matinee games.
0: Oh, no. 3 o'clock start times?
1: Uh, one of them is. So uh, starting on Saturday, that's February 8th, they have a 3 p.m. start at TD Garden against the Coyotes.
0: Uh, okay.
1: And on Sunday, a 12.30 p.m. Eastern time start in Detroit. Remember I said they're both weird ones. They are. But- they are. Holy fuck! They got a whole bunch of like half hour on the half hour starts this month. They have three more that started. It start. start started like uh, on the half hour. The in, in the in the month of February.
0: They're probably all covered by like an uh, NBC. Four
1: more. They have five month games this this month that start at the half hour. That's weird.
0: You're supposed to go four more. Ah 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 ah.
1: Yeah yeah. Against Montreal, the Rangers, Edmonton, and but- Dallas.
0: What the fuck up is up with 3:30? 3:30. Like 12:30 is like eh. Oh yeah, that
1: that Rangers start time is fucked up.
0: Oh, I know why. Cuz those are Sunday games on NBC Sports Networks or NBC it proper, I don't know, but they always start it at the half hour because they have to have a half an hour between 12 and 12:30 or 3 and 3:30. Well, I mean, the 3:30 is probably because it's a double header.
1: Okay, but why the twelve thirty one? There's not a uh, 9.30, there's not a 9 a.m. game.
0: No, 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 no. It's 12.30 because they've got to talk about the game for half an hour before it starts. Because their, their broadcast day won't start until 12. Mm. So you know that when it's on a national, it's a national game like that, they, they push it back or around or forward or however they want to do it. So, like, the Stanley Cup final games weren't actually usually at 7 because of whatever.
1: Right. But, like, also they have three midweek, game, mid-week evening games this month that are also uh, on the half-hour starts.
0: Well, Montreal is almost always a 7.30 start.
1: But also Edmonton, which, honestly, that's a downright reasonable start time for a game at Edmonton. Why is that game so fucking early there? What's the day? 8.30, 830 p.m. on a Wednesday.
0: Is it a local holiday to Alberta?
1: No, there's most of Canada has a holiday that Monday,
0: but yeah, that would be like six thirty their time, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. I was there once. I should know this. And, and then
1: seven thirty p.m. Eastern against Dallas uh, the following week.
0: What a fucking weird
1: month. And also, like four back to backs. So yuck.
0: Yeah, I hate back to backs. Those are my least favorite. So. The one on next Sunday at
2: 12.30 is my birthday.
0: I'll oh, happy birthday, Tim.
2: Yeah. Yes. As an aside, I don't know that I'll be available next Sunday.
0: Okay.
1: Um, so that's the, the the week. Two back-to-backs and one of them with dumb start times. And uh, followed with additional games with dumb start times for the remainder of the month.
0: Yes. Sorry, I was looking at Howie Long. All right. Thank you, Tim. Jeff. Not to be confused with the Winnipeg Jets.
1: For the record, Manitoba is one of the provinces I've never even been to. Really?
0: <laughs> I, I have been there. Uh, yes, I have. I've been to Winnipeg, and then we went up to Lake Winnipeg, uh, which was... Uh, Lake Winnipeg is actually really beautiful. Um, it's a shame we weren't there in the summer. In the summer, I can imagine it being very, very packed. It's a cute little town that's, uh, that we went to. Gimli. And they have a statue of a Viking and they have Viking days yeah. in August. So yeah. Uh, Manitoba, very flat, very flat. Boy, oh boy, is it flat? There you go. And when we were in, where was it? Winnipeg? We were, oh no, no, it was in Saskatchewan. They told us that, that Manitoba was really flat. And then I was like, did you take a look around here? Cause it's pretty fucking flat. So yeah. Okay. There we go. That was my, uh, My fun story about Western Canada or Midwestern Canada. You know what, Jeff? She said, lead us out.
1: Listeners, you've been listening to Barely on Topic. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Follow us on Twitter. That's at Barely on Topic. Or follow us on Facebook at Barely on Topic Podcast. Or, of course, if you're a true masochist, you can follow us on our own Twitter accounts where you'll get gripping content about what kind of crappy sandwich the Minnesota Wild are. Incidentally, it's bologna on on, on Wonder Bread with light mayonnaise, but not enough light mayonnaise to actually achieve anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, I, I missed this one.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was Mandy and I. Uh,
0: <laughs> I think you guys nailed it. It's a sandwich I don't want.
1: <laughs> I, I, of course, am at
0: Dr. Hand Grenade. I am at Tim A. Richardson. And I am at Joe Montana going to win.
1: Also known as RI.
0: Right. I actually got it right once. I,
1: I, I was waiting on the dot com. So I was like, uh, nope, nope. We're just sitting there in silence. Right. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Tim. Word.